Sluts and Scholars, a podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Sluts and Scholars is a podcast produced by Sluts and Scholars Media, LLC. It is a shame-free educational podcast made for your entertainment and informational desires only. The podcast, any opinions we share, and any resources, including social media and emails from us, are not therapy, medical care, or professional advice, and do not create a patient-client relationship. None of the information, opinions, suggestions, resources, or exercises mentioned in this podcast should be used without clearance from your healthcare provider. All opinions, information, and ideas expressed by the guests are solely their own. If you need emergency mental health or medical help, please call 911 or 988 or go to your nearest emergency center. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars, the podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I am excited to welcome new friend and colleague, Deborah Kagan. Uh, She is a speaker, author, mentor, and mojo recovery specialist with years of practice being a turned on woman, which we will talk about what that is. She supports entrepreneurs, small businesses, owners, consultants, and creatives, and career-oriented people to tap into their innate power and connect with their mojo, which is a source of true self-esteem. She is the creator of Rock Your Mojo programs, author of Find Your Me Spot, 52 Ways to Reclaim Your Confidence, Feel Good in Your Own Skin, and A Live Turned On Life, and hosts the Real Undressed podcast, which you should definitely tune into. Her methods combine over 25 years of info and experience in the fields of personal development, metaphysical studies, and embodiment practices. As a philanthropist and community activist, Deborah is on the advisory board of an organization I'm very fond of called Peace Over Violence, and is the founder and executive producer of V-Day Santa Monica, which is a benefit raising awareness and funds to end violence violence against women and girls. She lives in Los Angeles and her latest book is out, Undressed, An Invitation to Claim Your Erotic Nature, published by Irano World, um, literally just out a few weeks ago. So check it out ASAP. Welcome, Deborah. Oh, Nicoletta, I'm so like, this is just yummy to be here with you. So thank you for having me. Yeah, Deborah and I had the privilege of being on an awesome panel together recently hosted by a uh, past guest and friend Pleasure Science. Uh, we did it at Noya House. If you were there, thanks for coming. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was just such a great event where we got to talk about pleasure and embodiment and everyone was so eager to eat up the information and it was so clear how much this is needed. So I'm glad your book is coming out now. Thank you. Me too. And that I was really, um, I'm, I, I don't want to say surprised, but I'm always appreciative of the kind of feedback that I know I get, we get, I'm sure you get as well on all mm-hmm. the things that you do it, that it's like, please more of this. Yes, please. Because there's no great sex education out there and we have to continue to amplify our knowledge and our voices and, and remind people, Hey, we're here. So thank you for, I know your show has been here for a long time and you've been doing your work for a long time as well. Um, so I appreciate you being a, a soul sister on this. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm glad we're in each other's orbits. That's us sex people have to support each other and stick together. Um, Well, I know we want to get into the sexy stuff and Mm. I know we're not focusing quite on this today, but just for folks who haven't heard of it, I do want to just highlight Peace Over Violence for a second uh, and give them a shout out. I've referred many a client to them. They host some amazing support groups. Um, Can you just share a little bit about what the organization does and um, how people can get connected with it? Yeah, I mean, the organization has been around since 1971. They were the first um, organization to have a rape crisis hotline in the Los Angeles area. They were then the first to have a bilingual hotline. And then also they were the first to have for those who have low hearing or hearing impacted. Mm-hmm. So they have services and the hotline for them as well. So they're, they were really on the forefront of supporting those who have experienced violence. Their overarching commitment is, of course, to create communities and families free from violence. That is, that is why they exist and they do an incredible job of it. There are, as you said, there are lots of, um, uh, there are courses that, and there are support groups. Yeah. The, of course, there are still these hotlines. One of the things that they do nationally, because they do serve, uh, they serve, of course, the greater Los Angeles area and down into um, also San Bernardino and mm-hmm. and and these, you know, the LA area. However, they also work nationally on their event called Denim Day. And this happens every April. It started because there was a case um, actually uh, uh, in Italy where a woman was raped. And basically the judge said that there was no way that this woman could be raped because the jeans that she was wearing were so tight that she, um, you know, would, uh, like something, something about like, like she would have had to have helped to take them off or something yeah, I like I remember this. this. Yes. And, um, I mean, it's so Some horrifying. kind of victim blaming. Yeah. yeah. It was just so horrifying. I can't even, I don't even keep the exact details in my mind because it's just ridiculous. Um, but basically then they, uh, you know, she went on to fight that case and won. And then this became, you know, just big news all over the world. And this is how Denim Day actually got started. Yeah. And so Peace Over Violence was the one who um, co-created it with them, um, the the people in Italy. And it's a, it's a very wonderful event every year because there is never a reason, there is never a time, um, and there's never an excuse for rape. Um, and so Peace Over Violence uh, is definitely at the forefront of supporting um, families, uh, individuals, and communities. In yeah, and I, I don't want to misspeak. Uh, maybe you know more about this, but just to let also folks know, at least who are in the L.A. area, um, I believe they also work with like local um, police and detective things yes. to help um create a victim's advocacy program within yes. the police system. So yes. for folks who are feeling like they aren't getting the representation maybe they need in sexual assault cases, um, you can, I think, request a victim's advocacy representative. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Peace Over Violence helps with that or has something to do with that. You're yeah, absolutely, you're correct. And they do uh, work with the local authorities and also government. I mean, they really help to get um, some bills passed uh, yeah. in California as well as nationally. Um, and there was something uh, that they were, that they were very instrumental in passing, which was um, for public transportation. There was quite a while here in LA where that was uh, very uncomfortable and an unsafe place to be. And so they, uh, they actually got some uh, I'm not sure if it's exactly uh, LAPD, but they had people to now um, be on the uh, public transport to really oversee and support that there's no um, violence that occurs, you know, 
there. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. check out Peace Over Violence. And, you know, at first thing, it may seem like a stark contrast that we're going to go into <laughs> pleasure. But as you've probably heard me on the podcast before, if you have tuned in before, um, I do believe that pleasure and embodiment are essential tools for healing, especially for folks who are survivors. And so we're going to dive more into, into that aspect today. Um, but it's a necessary modality of healing, in my opinion. Well, agreed. And I mean, I, and this is definitely part of my story. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to sure. share. I mean, the reason that I got involved with Peace Over Violence was truly, it was through V-Day. Because um, back in 2009, I produced the vagina monologues for the first time as a benefit, you know, to raise. Oh, <laughs> cool. I tried out for that in college pantsless. <laughs> Oh my God. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I didn't get the part. <laughs> but I'm also like not really an actor, but I was just like, what's a way that feels good to do this? So I went in and I was like, got consent to take my pants off, got consent, took my pants off and read my monologue. <laughs> okay. I love you. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to see my one woman show that I was not hired for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, so it was through that, that I, I connected with Peace Over Violence originally mm -hmm. and they became, you know, the beneficiary of the event that we did. And then subsequently for the other events I, I produced over the years for them. But, um, I, you know, I do this and this is my philanthropy and where my real passion lives about everything that I do. It's about serving um, the community in this way because I grew up in a home of domestic violence and that was with my mom's second husband. So for eight years, I, I lived in that nightmare mm -hmm. and, and what that does to one's sense of pleasure or confidence yeah. and comfort in your own body. Yes. And then I got out of there because I found out about boarding school. So, you know, at the ripe old age of 13, I was like, oh, you can go away to high school and get the fuck out of, you know, this crazy townhouse. Great. Right. So I got to boarding school. But then the end of my freshman year, I was raped. And so, you know, these experiences are very near and dear to my heart. And I did not have these resources and I didn't have this kind of support. And frankly, I didn't tell anybody <clears throat> about any of this until yeah. I got to film school. Um, which was uh, when I was 20, because I transferred in actually at college. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up making a film, a very arty film about my rape experience. Um, but that was the first time I broke my silence. Mm, thank and, you for sharing. And, yeah. And ever since then, I have not shut up about it. And I didn't know my life's work was going to be about supporting women and rocking their mojo and claiming their erotic nature. Um, but it makes sense to me now because all of those experiences yeah. really ripped me away from my own natural mojo, which by the way, everybody has, right? Mm. No, nobody is without it. So you all, everybody listening, you all have your own natural mojo. However, our life's experience, and it, I believe it to be true, we've all gone through some kind of trauma, whether it's a micro trauma or macro or somewhere in between, but even stress, you know, turns your mojo dial down. And um, anyhow, so and this is really the the deeper why of why I do what I do. Oh, thank you for sharing it. And I'm curious, how do you define mojo? So mojo is a good four-letter word, um, and it is your life force. It is the energy behind all energy. When we talk about quantum physics, 
um, in the 60s, there was a man named Peter Higgs who was on a team that found what they named the Higgs boson, mm-hmm. but they nicknamed it the God particle. Mm-hmm. And it is because it's the energy right behind all energy that moves everything in life. Like n- nothing is ever stagnant. And that life force, I like to use the word mojo, you know, my yogis, and I'm a certified yoga teacher as well. I mean, you know, we call it prana mm-hmm. in martial arts or in the feng shui world, we call it chi or ki, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's all the same thing. It is the life force that you, me, we all got as soon. I mean, it is, it is in, it is in us from the moment that mm-hmm. we, uh, we get here and we have it until we take our last breath. Well, and so you said it's there. It can't be necessarily created or destroyed, but it can obviously get um, dulled or hidden or yes. lost. Yes. Um, how did you start getting to a place of like re refinding that? And and what are for folks listening if they're like, I've lost my mojo, or yeah. my mojo's been misplaced, or my mojo's been traumatized? Yes. Uh, what are some steps to start reconnecting with it? Yeah. So, and this is so common because all the women, and I exclusively do work with women um, who come to work with me in my mentorship program, or if they are taking any uh, workshops that I offer, um, it's always like, I've lost my mojo. I don't have it. Or, you know, I'm, you know, just feeling incredibly frustrated and I don't know like where to look. Yeah. So Mojo, it's I created a four pillar system. And so let's just quickly go through those yeah. four pillars because I think it'll it'll really help the listeners to get the context of Mojo. So the first pillar is the M, and this is about our mindset, right? This is what I call like turning your mindset into a Mojo-licious one. Really understanding like what is pleasure? Because again, that is a vilified thing in mm-hmm. certainly our, our Western world, our, you know, in, in the States, at least. Europe has a better connection to pleasure mm-hmm. um, in many ways, and many Latin cultures do too. Um, so it's about having our mindset in a place that is true to who you are, really um, separated from what you were given and the beliefs that you were given, whether it was by family, society, culture, religion, um, and understanding yourself and creating your uh, your own your own truth. Mm. So having a very potent mindset. So that's the first pillar. The second pillar is the O, and this is what I call your oracle. Now mindset, this is life above the neck. Your oracle, is your life below the neck, right? This is our body. And I call it the oracle because what's an oracle? It knows everything. It's the all-being, all-knowing, all-seeing entity. And, you know, I'm speaking to the choir here, right? But so, you know, our bodies hold all of the information. It's definitely from this lifetime. You know, if you're someone like me who does believe in other lifetimes, right? There's, I mean, I mean, We've talked also about epigenetics. So there's genetic, um, you know, our, our sort of coding from different generations mm-hmm. that is also lingering in our body. And that's researched. Yes. I mean, that is science. Yes. So, you know, this is not just metaphysics, right? This is also science. And all of that is layered in our body. Now, the key in terms of mojo is that you have a storehouse of it. And it's between your belly button and your pubic bone. All right. So if anyone listening wants to take your thumb and stick it in your belly button right now and then it's lay in, it's in. <laughs> it's in, right? And then lay your middle finger, you know, on top of your pubic bone and then just press your palm down onto your low belly. 
I like to call this area my goddess pooch because I've always had a little extra there. Um, but this from the front to the back of your body is your power center. It's your home of mojo. And, you know, for those of us in uh, more of the metaphysical world, it's your second chakra. And it is the seat of creation. But if you are not actually connected to your body, Mm -hmm. then you will not be connected to your mojo. And of course, one of the main things that happens when you are uh, assaulted or, you know, abused is that you disassociate from your body because it becomes an unsafe place to be. And that was an understandable and a smart thing to do while you were going through it in the moment. In the long run, though, it's going to be devastating to your uh, pleasure, to your sovereignty, Mm -hmm. and really to your um, confidence and potency and magnetism Mm -hmm. as a person, you know, on the on the planet. Yeah. So it's all about helping you to get embodied and really in your oracle in a very delicious and potent way. So then the third pillar is the J. And this is where we join. I love how this acronym worked out so beautifully for you. Oh, thank you. I am such a geek about that kind of stuff. So by the way, when I was creating this over 15 years ago, yeah. it was like, wait, how, what word and how? So I appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, I love alliteration. Yeah. And I also love, you know, good acronym. Yeah. Um, so the J, which was a complicated one, um, but it's about this piece that I I uh, I teach all of of you know my ladies and my femmes is joining with the different roles that you play in life because what happens is we end up living out of probably eighty five to ninety percent of our professional role most of us mm-hmm. and maybe fifteen to ten percent of a personal role. But what about what about your like sex kitten role? What about your artist role? What about the adventurer? What about you know all of these other facets that you are and that you have? Yeah. What about those? Well, somebody at some point probably said, "Don't do that," or "Only bad girls do that," or "You'll never make money doing that," or you know. So all that stuff gets or just there's no time for that, right? Or there's no time for it, and all that stuff gets shoved somewhere. But then you wake up. Usually I find this, you know, in your mid thirties to somewhere in your mid forties, maybe, maybe it's 50 and beyond. And you wake up and you're like, where the fuck did I go? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a shell of myself. Mm -hmm. And so this is the piece and the pillar about becoming self-expressed, understanding all of those facets and giving stage time on the the stage of your life in a way that is very fulfilling and in a way that um, really enriches all of your your life personally and professionally. So that's the joining of your roles. Mm -hmm. Now, the final O of Mojo is what I call Oasis. And this is about your environment and making sure that your environment, whether it's your home, your office, those of us in LA who drive all the time, right? Our cars um, are a space that fuels you with mojo instead of depleting you, right? So becoming very um, connected to your environment because we have a symbiotic relationship with our environment. And for 12 years of my professional life, I was one of the first professional feng shui consultants in LA. And so this is what I helped uh, people do for all those years. Mm. 
That's so it cool. Got rolled baked into the, you know, the cake of Mojo. <laughs> well, so I know each person is different, but I'm thinking of like a specific presenting struggle that I see a lot of clients with and kind of tips for sort of each level of the the mojo uh mm-hmm. recovery, I guess. Um yes. and that is um, you know, people with vaginas who have never had an orgasm right. or who are struggling to have orgasm. Right. Um and let's just rule out uh, you if you listen to my show you know that i talk about ruling out any physical causes so if you are you know struggling with this it can be important to go to a sexual medicine specialist check on things like hormones anatomy tissue um assuming that that's okay not happening mm-hmm. um how can we work through these levels of mojo for somebody who's experiencing that and thank you i love that question so much and i this is also where the new book undressed comes in mm. right because okay well are, don't don't give it all away but give us a, give us a i'm tease. not going to give it all away we'll do the four <laughs> pillars of mojo and yeah. like that's definitely where we uh where we can really get into that um yeah. so the so you first talk thing, you talk about that in the book yeah well the book is filled with um sexual and spiritual exercises mm-hmm. to be able to awaken all seven power centers in your body mm-hmm. and um, there are women who've worked with these practices that have definitely become orgasmic. Mm-hmm. So, um, but going back to just working through the four pillars, as you, as you were asking about, actually, first- sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just want to also say, before we dive into this, I'm kind of talking about the, um, quintessential, genital orgasm mm-hmm. and i want to name that orgasms can look different for and mm-hmm. feel free to add to this but orgasms can look and feel different for everybody there are ways to feel orgasmic um non-sexually with touch without touch there's ways to have an orgasmic life to experience orgasmic sensations and so i always try to invite people to expand their definition of orgasm and i know that a lot of people who are struggling with this are talking about they want that sort of um genital more uh standardized mm-hmm. definition of orgasm yes well see you just answered the m oh good okay the, the, no really beautifully because i was gonna say that's mindset mm. what i was gonna say is it's really about expanding your mindset about a what orgasm is yeah and b your relationship to yourself because if your mindset mm-hmm. is like there's something wrong with me or this right. is impossible for me then right this is what continues to get created. Mm -hmm. This goes back to what mojo is, which is energy. Mm -hmm. And everything is energy, absolutely everything, including our thoughts. So our thoughts are things, and this is the mindset piece. So, you know, when you have a thought and then it becomes the words that you speak, right? The words you speak will then become the actions you take or you don't take. Mm -hmm. And so if we are having a um, sort of a derogatory and a, a negative mindset and thoughts around what's possible for us as a an orgasmic or a sexual being, mm-hmm. then it's going to be very challenging. So again, you just spoke to the M, right? Mm-hmm. Right there. It's all about getting clear. And and by the way, this isn't about shaming you if you are having these kind of thoughts because totally normal, right? It's first about getting aware that you're having these thoughts because they do happen so just mm, on autopilot Mm -hmm. that it seems natural. You don't even realize you're saying these things. And so the awareness, I always say, is key, right? You have to have the awareness before you can take a new action. 
right? So if you are someone who's like saying not nice things to yourself, be like, okay, I I got that. I'm saying nice, not nice things to myself. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm noticing that. Yeah. That's all you need to do to begin. Mm-hmm. That's the first. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the next day you're like, let me try saying something nice to myself. See how that goes. Or let me see if I can switch up the mindset. Maybe you have awareness about the negative thought and you go, okay, I'm catching myself. And now you catch yourself instead of letting it run you. Mm -hmm. This is all you just beautiful. And it's one step after the other. It is never, you don't have to take these giant quantum leaps, uh, you know, uh, and think that, you know, if anything less is going to not work. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about, you know, things to say to yourself in mindset, but I like to encourage folks to like, try to keep it um, present focused. Mm -hmm. Like I am this as opposed to like, I'm trying to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm doing this. So for example, for this one, I might say something like I am orgasmic. Yes. I don't know if you have other thoughts, but like something present focused, something simple, something that feels authentic for you. You're just like teeing teeing it all up because again, it's like- (laughs) I'm sure we have a lot of similar thought patterns. Yeah, but it's like in the new book, in every section of the book, there are affirmations. Mm -hmm. I am an erotic being. I am comfortable, you know, being erotic, Mm -hmm. right? So there, you know, yes, there are all these, you know, just present tense. And this, of course, we learn- whether it's through the law of attraction or, you know, the sort of power of uh, manifestation. My feng shui teacher who came from China and I studied under him for a decade, when he taught us certain processes was always like, it is about now, visualizing and connecting now to what it is. Again, not hoping, not wishing, not wanting, not trying. I am. Mm -hmm. I have. Yeah. Right. It's that. So yes, beautiful. So that's the M of what I would say. <laughs> and um, uh, for the Oracle, I think, you know, this is also about having a new relationship to your body. Yeah. And there's even the level of, and you you spoke to this beautifully as well, in terms of what orgasm is like, where is the pleasure? Like, you know, right now I'm just taking my my fingers and I'm kind of just rubbing them across my clavicle and and just like I love this part of the uh, the body. This you know the de- decolletage or whatever. Decolletage. <laughs> and so and I'm just you know and I'm just it's just like lightly sweeping my fingertips and my you know the my nails and and it's like oh and I just all of a sudden felt this relaxation mm-hmm. and this um, slight arousal and. This is the space to begin that I would suggest, you know, because true, let's, you don't have to go for the typical conventional orgasm genitally in the way that goes. A lot of the time, you know, and I know you speak to this, a lot of the time when that, again, forget about hormones and the medical part of things, if all that's, you know, totally cool. Yeah. The body is in a state of protection. The body is in a state of, uh, you know, a a um, a bit of a fight or flight, and so there's what I call these internal kinks. Mm-hmm. It's not, not a I sexy call, kink. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, it's not the kinky life. Is that kind? But this uh-huh. is like the hardened, calcified bits of energetic in DNA and information that has jammed up your neurobiological flow. Yeah. And so when, and this happens to all of us, 
I, I have not met one person who does not have, you know, kinks in their neurobiology. And so it's about utilizing some of these very simple embodiment techniques, these very simple pleasure techniques to um, create new neuropathways for your body to begin to go, oh, okay. I, it's like, I can start to like release more of this pleasure feeling. I can let more of this mojo move through me and we're safe. Mm -hmm. We're good. Like this is okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'd say in terms of the Oracle. And then with the J, I do believe we all have like a mojo-licious femme inside us. And that part is... She's just super sexy. She knows her pleasure. She knows what to ask for. And so begin to consider, number one, does she have a name? Or, you know, does that part of you, do you want to name that part of you? Because that's mm-hmm. one of the things we do in my mentorship program. We all go through and we start to really unpack all our different roles mm-hmm. and you name them. And then it becomes really personalized, right? Mm. Is the mentorship program individual or group? It's group and one-on-one. That sounds like it could be really nice to feel like normalized in a group of people. Exactly. So it's this yeah. great group of women. And, the, you know, I I really, I mean, I do believe like we learn through osmosis. And that's why I love holding space because all of the gals in the mentorship, you know, they are constantly gleaning from each other. And then you yeah. don't feel so strange or like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, there's something wrong with me. And yeah. it's like, no, here are other women that are dealing with the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, you, to begin to discover this role of yeah. that part of you that that knows your orgasm, that knows Mm -hmm. your pleasure. And I'm going to jump back to mindset for a moment because you might be thinking, that's nice, Deborah. It's great for you and the women that you work with, right? (laughs) Because I I say that sometimes in parts of my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine for you, but it's never going to work for me. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something. After over, I don't know, it's nearly 20 years now of supporting women in this way, it's going to work for you. And this this is within you in your own unique way. And so this is a mindset, going back to the mindset piece to go, oh, okay, let me just check in with that. Let me check in with what's happening in my mindset around this, um, this you know, concept. Um, and I'm going to say the truth and the reality that you have this role in you. Mm-hmm. Lastly, with our oasis, the closest thing to us. Mm-hmm. And the closest thing to you has the greatest effect on your life. So the closest thing to you is your bed. Right. And so when we look at it through this like mojo oasis lens, you really want your bed and particularly this, the the room that houses your bed, your bedroom to be a space that is what we call, uh, only for the three R's rest, romance, rejuvenation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I like to also add in great fucking and great, you know, sexual play and all the rest of that. But again, for the alliteration, the three R's, rest, yeah. romance, rejuvenation, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and that can be your own you know, version of those things. But whatever is in your bedroom that is not of those three categories, consider taking it out of the bedroom, mm-hmm. right? And just start to, to uh, just see what happens. See like, are you waking up more relaxed? Because again, we're looking to relax your body. Yeah. To get you in a state that is more open and plump and juicy. Yeah. So environmental chaos 
your oasis, right? If you've got chaos in the oasis, you are going to feel that in your physical body, right? right? So start in your bedroom and that's where you can, you know, it would support you in having some more access to your pleasure. Mm. Going back to the Oracle body one, yeah. um, do you have any favorite techniques that helped you reconnect with your body? Like a little something someone could even do right now in this moment as just a, a starter step. Yeah. One of the things um I used to post this on when I when I used to be very active on Facebook a thousand years ago. <laughs> but I used to, I'm still there. I'm so tired of all the social medias we have to I do. know. Ugh. I'm most but I'm most active on Instagram. <laughs> Don't forget to follow me on Sons and Scholars. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I used to post this all the time and it was great because I loved getting the feedback. Yeah. And so this exercise is about tuning into and dialing up the volume on your power center for your okay. mojo. Okay. So again, we can go back to in between the belly button yeah. and the pubic bone. Thumb now, penetrate with the thumb and yeah, hand on but the so, pubic bone. Just to remember where it is. Now, take your index and your middle finger. Okay. And press just below your belly button. And, and when you press, don't press so hard, you know, that it hurts, but like, you know, when you press into your skin a little and then you release quickly and you see the color change, mm, right? Yeah. You can see this, like, especially on the inside of your wrist, right? Yeah. So you like want to have at least that much pressure, right? Okay. So not too light and not too heavy. Got it. And then you'll begin to move your fingers with that pressure towards the left side, uh, well, towards the left side of your body. All okay. right. And you'll begin to move those fingers towards like your left hip and then down to right above your pubic bone and back up the other side and right back to under your belly button. So we're literally drawing a fairly, you know, a, a decent sized circle mm -hmm. around the um, axis of your power center. Okay. I love to do this first thing in the morning before you get out of bed mm. um, because it can be quite energizing. You are turning the the volume dial up on your mojo. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. As soon as I started doing it, I like felt a, no joke, felt a shift in my body. Yes. Like I felt, how do I describe it? I felt like a, like a warmth and sort of like a, um, like an electrical tingly sensation yes. Yes. that was like, like immediate. Yes. Not to shame folks who didn't feel anything. You well, can work to sensitize this area with practice. Um, but because I've yes. probably practiced as soon as I even mm -hmm. like connected with it, I was just like, whoa, Ping. I feel yes. something. Yes. That's interesting. And, and that I love that, that. And thank you for sharing that because you are so practiced. And this is the more that you do practice, that is how quickly you can turn your mojo on and just dial it up and up and up, mm -hmm. right? In any moment, in anywhere, and at any, frankly, any place, because you don't have to have your clothes off for that. Like you can do it anywhere. Um, yeah. I'll do it a lot sometimes before I uh, do a speaking engagement, frankly, you know, mm -hmm. just sort of on the side. Just, mm. did, we, did we do this before our panel? We did. You know, we as a collective <laughs> did, didn't. Did. <laughs> yes. As a collective, we didn't, but I did. Yeah. Oh, no, we should have done it all together. <laughs> I did it in the car actually oh, before I got there. <laughs> nice. Well, it worked. It was a great panel. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Um, so, so that, but that exercise, right. Super simple. Mm -hmm. doesn't really take much. And 
what I would invite the listeners to is to utilize that practice one minute, first thing in the morning, and do it for one week. Mm-hmm. And then just notice. Notice, are you feeling a little less stressed in your day? Do you feel a little more energized when you actually then get up and out of bed? Do you start to feel sensation in your power center more than you did before? Yeah. Right? So I, I again, I've been, this is one I've been teaching for like 20 years at this point. And um, I love to keep going back to it because A, it's simple and B, it's a foundational uh, practice to activating your mojo, which then will um, open up your pleasure centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you also talk about the like six power centers of the body or as others would say the six chakras. Um, seven, yeah. And the, se- excuse me, seven. Yeah. Um, this is what you, know, you talk about in, in a lot of your work. And so we're talking about this sort of... Um, second chakra yeah how can the other ones impact pleasure and embodiment absolutely well they all do okay so i mean we can let's we can take a quick uh tour you quick know tour, through, yes a quick, a quick tour through them so your so root is the area between it's the perineum right the taint um and this is um, very much about feeling grounded. It's about feeling safe, but it's also about feeling very primal, right? So for those of us who are interested in more of a kind of power play and that kind of dynamic and feeling really uh, alive in that area, you're going to want to make sure that your root center is enlivened. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, again, this is just where that energy lives. Yeah. And then we just talked about the second, the the creative life force, but again, home of mojo. Like if you think I'm not interested in all the power centers, Deborah, I promise you simply work with your, the home of your mojo, the second, all right? Mm-hmm. Because that will change your life. I've watched it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. um, simply because it's where your, your mojo for your entire life is activated, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Then the third is um, in our solar plexus. All right. So this is like right below, um, it's right below your rib cage. Okay. And this is about your sense of confidence. This is about, you know, how you are, are feeling sort of out in the world. Yes, it's about being in your body. Um, it's very much about feeling safe in the world um, and feeling seen. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, whether that's naked in the bedroom or that's out in the world doing your work in the world. Yeah. Um, then we come to the, the, the bridge, as I like to call it, the mids, the, the middle of them, because the heart center, Mm -hmm. and this is between, uh, in the middle of your chest, right? Like between your breasts. That's the energetic space of it. Mm -hmm. This bridge is the three lower centers to the three higher centers. Okay. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about having the second power center for obvious reasons we've already talked about opened and connected to the heart center. And also we'll get to then the third eye. But so to have all of those like lined up Mm -hmm. really does open up a new level of what I'm going to call sacred, connected, juicy, alive sex. Mm. Right. So the heart space, yes, it is, of course, the that place of love, not necessarily of others, 
though it does include that, it's also a space of self-love, mm-hmm. right? That self-care. How do you first love yourself? How do you view yourself as, you know, a delightful, delicious being? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the heart center is a space uh, for you and then for others. Um, we keep traveling up. We'll go to our throat. And this is the self-expression center. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting. And if I, I'd love to, well, I'll show this to you afterwards, Nicoletta. If you, uh, you probably have already seen this, but there's, if you look at a slice in terms of like a biological uh, rendering and a slice of the larynx. Okay. It looks identical to the biological drawing and rendering of the vulva. Oh, I have seen this. It's really right? cool. It's well, and just for, scientifically for people who are curious about that, um, there are a lot of connections between like your jaw and your throat and your pelvic floor. Yeah. And so people who are struggling with pelvic pain or pelvic floor dysfunction may also have jaw sort of area mm-hmm. um, tightness and struggles. Yep. So it's it's interesting how it's connected like that. Exactly. I don't, and, I'm going to post this picture. I have to look it up. Yeah, it's so fantastic. And um, I, I've shown this at many talks I give, and you know, everyone's like, "Well, no, that, yeah. that's a vulva," and I'm like, "You sure?" And <laughs> so we go back and forth. And it's really the structure in terms of ligaments yeah. and also um, uh, you know, the muscle structure is it's it really it's practically identical. Mm, and so, yeah, and if you look at the whole larynx and the uterus, it's really interesting. Yes. Whoa. There's also right. We have cervical spine. Uh huh which is the back of the neck there, right? Okay, so it's the back side of the center. And then we also have our cervix. Mm. And of course, between these two centers is the vagus nerve. Yes. The biggest nerve in the body responsible for pleasure and helping to regulate our nervous system. Yeah, all things nervous system. Yes. And so when you work with your self-expression center, you are also benefiting your second power center and mm-hmm. vice versa. So yeah. the more that you work with some cervical play and some cervical energy and exercises, it also opens up your self-expression center, which it's no coincidence that when somebody in, and and yeah, on the flip side, the more that you use your voice and your vocal cords and sound, the more it can sort of um, relax and open up other parts of your body and shift your yes. sort of um, your nervous system response. Yes. And also, you know, shift your orgasmic pleasure. Yeah. Right. So it's, these two are, are just beautifully connected. And so it's super fascinating. That's why making sounds during sex can increase pleasure. Exactly. Authentic sounds. Or, or sometimes I, inauthentic sounds, I've even heard people who make sounds to enhance their pleasure. So it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, well, so, you know, whatever kind of gets you, you know, yeah. kind of across whatever the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> That's consensual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we just, and we travel up and then we'll go to our third eye, mm-hmm. which is the space um, in the center um, of your uh, forehead, just between your brows. And this is really about your, your visioning. And this is your connection, frankly, to manifesting. What is it that you are creating for yourself? Again, sexually, spiritually, um, in other ways in your life. And I'm sure you've probably had people on that have talked about um, sex magic. 
Yes. I've talked about it as well in some shows. Yes. Yes. So right, this center is also And again, quite- for, for people who don't like the magic, and if you listen to this, you probably like a little bit of magic, but um, it's also based in science just for like neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. creating a reality, the narratives that we put out there, um, you know, ma- manifestation in terms of um, how we talk to ourselves, conditioning. So yes. some call it magic, but magic is also science. It is. And, and it's so beautiful that now there really is the science to back it up. Yeah. I mean, I know, I feel like when I started, there was very little of it (laughs) and probably when you started too. But so, yeah, so this is that center. And then the last center is, you know, on our, the top of our head and it's our Mm -hmm. crown. Mm -hmm. And this is really, you know, I call it the oneness center. This is about where it's the namaste principle in yoga, right? Where we are all connected and we're really all swimming in the soup of energy together. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when you can open that space and that place for yourself, it's also very enriching sexually because when you play with all seven centers, now that life force and that mojo and your eros, your erotic nature can truly channel and funnel through all the centers mm-hmm. and, and be very lubricating to your system. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I know we have so much more we could cover, but I think this is a uh, good place to pause that still gives people some some hunger, some wanting to continue down this path. Um, so how can people uh, buy your book? How can folks get in touch or join your mentoring program um, and join you on this, uh, get their mojo back? Yes, absolutely. I, don't mm. wanna, I guess we need to reframe it, right? It's not getting it back. What, what would we call it? Because um, you, you have it. Awakening. Okay. It's it's really, it's a, a reclaiming. Reclaiming. Yeah. Dialing it up, reclaiming. Definitely on Instagram. You can certainly DM me there. Um, everything, sort of all Mojalicious things go through my uh, website, deborah-kagan.com. And, and if, yeah, if mentorship is of interest to you, if you want to know what that's about, definitely just send me a DM and I'm okay. happy. We'll just hang out and have a chat together and, and see if it's, uh, you know, appropriate for you. Um, and if it's a good fit. And then of course the book, by the way, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited that it's finally out in the world and there's congratulations. Some- Proud of you. you. I know it's such Thank hard you. work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was a, it was a long birth. Um, and I'm really happy that, that, you know, she's here and there's some really juicy bonuses that I put together that are still out there and available for you. So you can simply go to undressedbook.com and you can get it from whatever bookseller you want. But when you go through that, that site, you'll be able to get a recording of me reading you the entire beginning of the book. So you can listen to that right away. You don't even have to wait until the book arrives. Um, There's a daily confidence journal and also um, a masterclass on Eros. So that's all available as part of your bonuses. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Deborah, for joining. Again, listeners, if you want to follow what I'm doing, I'm on Instagram uh, at Sluts and Scholars. Uh, Listen anywhere you get your podcasts or at slutsandscholars.com. Please don't forget to rate and review. It helps keep the podcast going and check out those advertiser discounts. They have been screened with you in mind. Um, Deborah, thank you so much. Thank you. Sluts and Scholars, a podcast for professionals who prioritize pleasure. Sluts and Scholars is a podcast produced by Sluts and Scholars Media, LLC. It is a shame-free educational podcast made for your entertainment and informational desires only. 
the podcast, any opinions we share, and any resources, including social media and emails from us, are not therapy, medical care, or professional advice and do not create a patient-client relationship. None of the information, opinions, suggestions, resources, or exercises mentioned in this podcast should be used without clearance from your healthcare provider. All opinions, information, and ideas expressed by the guests are solely their own. If you need emergency mental health or medical help, please call 911 or 988 or go to your nearest emergency center. We hope you enjoy the show.